doctor, doctor to be, humble himself to be known as, no, no, PA for now, doctor eventually, but not now, drummer, pianist, guitarist, creative. Oh, and if that's not enough, he's a singer too. He's got these sweet ass set of vocals, like an angel, you know, set in the physical form with like the whole gimmick he's got going on with the outfit too, but... Other than that, he's a very humble kid, a very good kid. And thank God for, of course, shout-outs always to Brendan and his old affiliates and squad. You know, Brendan, Franny P, Frankie P. No, Franny P and Frankie Payne, excuse me. But we can't leave out, and today's sole focus is on today's guest, Dr. Mike. What's good? <laughs> What's good, brother? Long overdue. I'm so, like, it's so weird for me to think about a stage name that is not my name. I don't think I feel like that part of creativity has not like developed in me you know what I mean where I'm able to like fit myself into a persona per se so so whatever you come up with is it gonna be like is Mike gonna be forced in it I, I, I think it's yeah like it might just be Mike Martinez or Michael <laughs> Martinez but the Martinez is gonna be like Eddie was telling me this idea where you kind of like just do M-R-T-N-Z MRT. Oh, okay. oh, like the kids do nowadays, right? They like the skip the vowels and just put whatever sounds nice. <laughs> the names. I don't know. I just thought it was like that could work, like with like brand, like T-shirts and shit like that. That's good. Like a MRT and Z, like people do. Oh yeah, no, that is. I mean, because apparently, like going into the T-shirt clothing business too, they charge you for colors and letters and all that shit too. So I guess <laughs> might as well save the bag for yourself, <laughs> whatever's left of it too, your budget. Yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm leaning towards that. We're getting um, there. Yeah, we're getting there. Because I met there. a couple of Mikes before. I mean, Michael's a common name in whatever ethnicity. Exactly. But oh my gosh. I met a bunch of them that like the Spanish ones always go for O M Y K E and stuff and leave M -Y -K -E. it at that. Nah, it's kind of weird to me. No. I mean, no offense. <laughs> no offense if you have that. I'm no just, offense to the Michael community. Uh, it just doesn't feel right to me, and I think it's just like there goes me again like not <laughs> being able to just be okay with shit it's just like it just feels weird to me but dr mike i'm gonna have to put that respect on your name even though you're not doctor as of yet according to you otherwise your transcript and your grades speak otherwise highly of you if anything too and your background and your story and your everybody that knows you your affiliations and such speak highly of you so you get your roses your flowers all that too i appreciate you're it you're very young Thanks. still that's great but you know might as well take them now Thank you, I appreciate it. But as long as, um, as far as I'm concerned, I got to meet you through, of course, as always, shout outs to Brendan and all of them. Frankie Payne has mentioned, Franny P also too as Realist well. Realist Band. Realist Band, or the Realist Brendans, of course. The most Brendan of Brendans. He was here briefly too. We helped yeah, out with the video. He's, the, he's gonna be in the video. That's awesome, and might as well have him. He's always a presence. But again- Oh, he's sure he's a presence. He oh. makes sure that he's a presence. That's the Brooklyn hand. That's the Brooklyn. <laughs> Can't help it. <laughs> But um, I got to meet him, obviously, through shout-outs, as always, to the Angel, AO Productions, as well. But okay. we got to meet, you and me, I mean, through Brendan. Yep. So how does that even begin? How does that start off? Where does that connection, that... The Brendan connection? Yeah. So um, the connection is Frankie and Eddie. Frankie and Eddie. Yeah, man, like, fucking years ago, like, I don't know, fucking high school era... 2010 you know them both from high school or no so i knew them during my high school we didn't go to the same school but i was in a ah. band called daystruct with my boy peter um 
our band used to play in shows that their band was in. They they were in a uh, band called Scarecrows for Hire. Um, yes. So we we knew each other from shows. Mm-hmm. I was playing with my band, and then he, they were playing. They were playing on the same band. And you um, were in that band with Petey since high school. With Peter since high school. Yeah. Is it Peter or Peter? Peter. Peter. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Peter. Since high <laughs> yeah. school. Um, yeah. We kind of like cycle through like guitarists and bassists, but is that common in bands? The cycling through. Yeah. Um, it really depends. Like a lot of, I don't think it's super common. Like I know that there's a band, I know one local band that's like fucking, could it's just always a switch up in their in their lineup, always mm. a switch up. But um, you gotta do what you gotta do. But now you always come off like a mellow guy, very chill, very calm. You know, low profile, low key, and such. <laughs> I, I know you're never been you've never been the guilty party of rotating in or out of groups, most likely. But um, what do you think that stems from? The rotating out. I mean, yeah. it's just like people's uh, dynamics. I think um, whether whether that's like uh, um, beef, <laughs> drama, shit, um, or I think most likely it might be. Um, I'm just like hypothesizing at this point. Of course. Um, it might be actually perspective and in, in, in their music like mm. sometimes band members people get into bands because they think it's cool and mm. not because of a true passion right 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 so eventually that catches up okay you know what I mean that's how you have members like, be like eh. and then oh, they yeah. don't take it too seriously and so like I think most of the time it's a mismatch of that no buttheads with that right some yeah. take it seriously yeah, some, some don't just so want the they clout. just like end up leaving right 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 okay and then bands are without members so. what more do you want from me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh oh my god <laughs> eddie eddie was a was a big part because he uh i remember one time it was like a backyard show and he would like come up to me and he would just, he would just watch me play drums and he was just like a fan mm. he just come up to me he'd be like yo yo you're fucking great like i was like what the fuck that's dope <laughs> you know he didn't have to do that but like that's the kind of person eddie is like he just gets hyped off of somebody's like gift and like their talent and like he gets inspired and not only that like he's not he's not so he's like he's very open to letting them know mm. And I think it's a big deal. I think it does a lot, and it like helps you connect with somebody. It could literally, literally, just be that one moment, just like that. We never really spoke, but just like those interactions were like, "Yo, I fuck with that." Like, "Yo, you, you fire or whatever." Hmm. Years go by, which is what happened with Eddie. Yeah. And I'm in college now. I'm about to graduate, so we're talking about like eight years later, seven, like nine, eight years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see him. I'm, I'm on the bus heading to my college and I'm and I see him in the bus and I'm like is that is that this guy and I go on my Facebook and I'm like I think that's him so I message him on Facebook and I'm like yo are you on the Q64 bus right now <laughs> he actually got off a stop earlier yeah. and I'm like yo was that you on the Q64 and I get to my my lab because I was doing research, and then he hits me up, and he's like, "Oh shit! Like yeah, what the fuck?" 
And I was like, yo, what the, you go to Queens College? He was like, I used to, or like I was, but mainly Frankie was there doing a production. Oh, right, right, so right. it's just crazy yeah. how small, like the chances of that is. Mm -hmm. I went to school for Queens College for neuroscience. Little did I know, Frankie was on the other side of campus doing music production. Right, 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 right. And you know, Frankie and Eddie are always together. So like, um, he ended up going there cause there's, I didn't even know it was because of them. I knew there was a whole music studio in my college. It's like on the, the music building, which I never <laughs> went cause I was on the science side. Um, and if it wasn't for this one thing I'm about to say, who knows what would happen? Eddie goes, yeah, I'm in the studio with Frank, come over. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like I haven't spoken to him in years. And he responded to me to, he felt like he fucked with me enough mm -hmm. and told me, invited me over to the studio. Hmm. And I was like, yo, this is about to be a whole reunion right now. Nice. So I pull up, I'm like, what the fuck is the whole studio? And I see Frankie and Eddie for the first time since we was in those bands. Mm. It felt good. And first thing, first things first, I go in, I say, what's up? Sit down, I'm like, okay, cool. And then he goes, Frankie goes, yeah, so get on the drums. I was like, what? <laughs> 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 yeah, they just, yeah, so we just like fucking jammed. And like, I got on the drums. It was, it was, it was dope. And it was like, in a really like bad time in my, in my life, in my journey. And so like, I, I constantly tell them like, Yadderas like saved me. Like mm. I feel like Yadderas saved me. It was like, it was oddly, the timing was too odd to not be a coincidence. Too, too odd to be a coincidence. It felt like, it felt like it was, it was meant to happen. Oh wow, okay. Because look at all that's happened since. Ever since, yeah. I mean, you've grown deeper with Frankie and the band with Brendan. Yeah. You're always working with uh, Eddie. Yeah, it's just like, it's crazy. And I know they've, they've seen, they've encouraged me actually to, uh, to do this to like hmm. delve outside of drums and it's just the environment like environment and your surroundings really do impact you okay you know what i mean but you're still self-taught yeah it's like self-taught but through through self-practice through self-practice okay so i mean no short feet you taught yourself how to do the drum thing yeah were you one of those kids like growing up if you remember it all like playing with the pots yep. and pans yeah. okay i was gonna say yeah, most likely that's sure. from there i mean not like every day but and whenever there was like, I remember Freaky Friday. I don't know if you remember that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, the rock band. And then me and my sister and like, child God, that, that's when Lindsay Lohan was like, yeah, on Lindsay. top of the world. Like, yeah, bro. <laughs> in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah, so I remember doing that thing nice. one day. Put a bunch of boxes and pans or whatever. But funny point you bring up though with the drums. And um, I'm fascinated by it too because um, bringing it back briefly to Brendan, I know he was, I believe, briefly in the church and that's how he kind of discovered to tap more into his music aspect too but you just said uh, someone put you on to drums by saying hey come to the church you can I guess learn to play or like practice makes perfect per se so did um, you have any religion involved in that too or was that just like a keen opportunity and just to yeah man I was I was like 14 like I didn't grow up in church I mean I, we went to Catholic church my mom like when we was like eight and shit. I had the Spanish thing. You yeah, go the like Spanish every thing, and then it's just like yeah. my mom had to end up starting to work every day, mm -hmm. and we just never went for years. So I never thought about like, yeah, is there a God, Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. So I mean, it was mainly like just music, man. Like I didn't, 
jazz. But you were able to use that to your advantage, though. Go to that church and practice with the drums. So did you become like the Sunday guy? I, yeah, I ended up becoming their drummer. Okay. And then high school came, I kind of disappeared. Because, <laughs> you know, high school, I don't know. And then I came back during college and they welcomed me with open arms. And I became the drummer again. Hmm. Yep. Did you ever have the trouble when you attended church, even though you weren't affiliated with the church? Did you ever have the trouble of like if you're growing up, teenage boy, horny phases coming in, whatever? So I was in high school. So when I went into high school, like, yeah. I would left the church. Oh, you did? I okay. was just like, not, not that I was like, hey, I'm leaving. I just like stopped being committed to coming every Sunday. Ah. And it just like kind of like faded. It was like a fade out hmm. type of situation because they had more drummers. So it's fine. Okay, so um, they weren't losing out, like, yeah, if you left. Um, I so I didn't really have to, I didn't really have to, like, go through that. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, because, you know, um, through the different churches that I've been through, my mom, like, dragged me to here, there, yeah. whatever, too, trying to find her faith, per se. I always had the trouble, like, when I was growing up, like, I'd have to encounter each and every one of them, like, different sets of, like, I don't know what it is, but low key, a lot of them, at least the Christian ones, got like the the biggest titties like hidden away <laughs> underneath like these sweater vests and the Sunday best. <laughs> Some of them had like what? such huge like tits on them. You see the cleavage anyway, and I'd say, is this for Jesus or is, is this for Jesus? <laughs> How do you present yourself to the, to him like this? There's no need for this. This conversation took a whole fucking. Day. But that was always a concern of mine too, because I thought that was a concern of mine. Because you see it in the Catholic Church, you see it in the Christians, wherever too. It's like, Yo, how is this appropriate for God? What the fuck? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I have my criticisms with church. Um, I think I have more criticism with church than with religion. Well, with like spirituality. Yeah. Okay. I, I say it that way. Um, I don't really agree much with like a lot of like the uh, ideologies, the strict. Okay, the, the rules, the strict rules, yeah. and like the strict yeah. perspectives of things. Like they really judge a lot of people. If you think um, about it, when they get so strict, depending on which one you're talking about, that's where they corrupt people the most. Yeah. Because they're so inhibited, they can't do things, they can't be themselves. Yeah. They're so, so worried like about it's like an opposite effect. Exactly. Like they think yeah. It's gonna happen. It's create some dirty people. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, but moving away from church, though. Okay, so. Yes. We know now you learn first how to drum. You know, do your thing with this. What comes after drums? What do you move on to next? Because I know you do. It, correct me if I'm wrong. You do the drums. Yeah. You've confirmed that. You do the guitar. Yeah. I've seen you do that, so I know. And I believe you also do piano. Yeah, literally in that order. Literally not okay. <laughs> so I got it right. Yeah, I got. Uh, I had like the cops called on me a lot, a couple times. For what? For playing the drums. I mean, it's understandable as fuck. Oh. Over here in an apartment building, as a little teenage kid playing fucking loud ass drums. Would I didn't you have like electric like, drums. It was like real drums. Were you doing like nonstop, or just like so loud? I, like in the afternoon. Hmm. But it's just loud as fuck. Um, so they would come, and I remember the last time the cop came and was like. Um, you know, my parents don't really speak English. He yeah. was like a white police officer with all authority he wanted to portray. And he was kind of like, uh, yeah, I'll go I, I'll go in there right now and confiscate your drums. Really? Yup. Because he came back so many times or just you just wanted to sh- no, scare you? I think that was the first time. I mean, it wasn't the only time we've gotten a complaint. Uh-huh. I literally feel like I've gotten the cops called on me three times. 
Just I, for drums. Yeah, and I think that the last time that's what happened. Mm. And uh, my parents were there, but like the cop is the cop. Right, right, right. You know, so they're very they're not from this country, so it's kind of like one of those things I noticed working in the medical field is that uh, you see the difference, mm. like when there's like immigrants coming in to receive care yeah they see doctors and like people of authority like with respect and like they're like oh, okay. you know here like go up here and you're like third generation like you know like that doctor don't know shit fuck out of here like you can't treat me like that you know it's like you have different mentality and different perspective um so that that always stood with me it's like yeah i get that because yeah it's it's like um like you were saying, like parents raised outside of the U.S. have this like high authority vision for like doctors. Yeah. Even if they're like the foot doctor, they like say, yeah, "Oh, he's a doctor. a doctor." Yeah. They know better than me. And the police officer. And, like, yeah. It's very like they don't feel like they have a right to speak up. Right. Right. Um, and so like yeah, me being a kid and like getting yelled at and like threatened by that guy, like I, I feel like that always stood with me. Mm. And like seeing them like feel like they can't do nothing. Hmm. Um, did that ever stop you at all? Like, did you go through a phase you didn't play drums because of that? Or yeah, yeah, it was because because I didn't want my drums to be taken away. <laughs> I mean, I guess somebody could tell me now, like they actually wouldn't have had the right to do that. But I don't know. I think wouldn't they need a, a warrant or something? I don't know. Maybe they would. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I get it. Like I was being loud. But um, yeah, eventually, like I was like, okay, I can't play drums. So it naturally, I just like thought about like the guitar, picking up the guitar. So then you transitioned because of like trying to be more subdued, more quiet. Yes. Yeah. So in the guitar, did you also teach yourself that, or how that worked for you? Yeah. You taught yourself that too. <laughs> yeah, that oh, shit was shit, not. This guy. That shit was not fun. <laughs> really? Yeah, drums is so much more natural. Mm-hmm. Like it's a hundred percent way more natural than guitar. Um, you know, because guitar, you have, like, notes, like, actual notes, and, like, you, you can really feel, like, drums, you can feel, like, everybody, well, I'm not going to say everybody, but most people, like, you feel movement, you feel rhythm, mm-hmm. and that's what drums is. Like, my mom finally, like, um, I convinced my mom, I asked her um, to, like, about the guitar situation, and we went and we bought, like, a used electric guitar. Mm. And I remember, like, I was mad excited when I, I didn't know shit. Like, I remember I tried to learn Decode by Paramore. You know that song? No, I, I know Paramore. I don't know that song, though. Okay. It's a, the Twilight song. It's the Twilight theme song. Uh, it's a long time probably. ago. Probably, yeah. It's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I remember, like, I, I, I just, like, figured out the dun, 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 dun. and I was just like hype mm. just that I was hype and I called like my friend my longtime friend and I was like yo listen to this that's Paramore Dico <laughs> it probably sounded like shit but I was just so excited mm-hmm. um, and then after that it was just super frustrating and I was just like what I tell everybody because I wasn't like taught what I tell everybody, which is the way I learn, is just like, first, like the instrument. Two, yeah. love music, of course. Mm. Three, try to learn a song you like. Okay, okay. Just try, like, first that want, to, have the want 
to learn like to oh, I want to I want to I want to like play that like I want to know how to play that and then after that that's that passion is going to drive you to like figure it out mm-hmm. um, but yeah there's these things called guitar tabs and you just look through it and that's what I really learned through hmm. so yeah but I never it's weird because I never really call myself a guitarist okay but you can't play but I could play he played just yeah. about anything you hear once and repeat no. it? No. Only drums. Only drums. Yeah. With, okay. This is what I'm saying. With guitar, because it's like notes, like a piano. Ah, okay. It's like, it's weird. Like, I can't hear. Like, I don't know where I'd be at. It's okay. hard for me to, like, play me something and then me figure it out um, 100% compared to, like, mm. you could play me a song on drum for drums and I'll fucking do that shit. Mm. That's what I've done my whole life. Interesting. I've never looked at drum tabs or drum sheet you just picked that up and just i just listen to it and i could just do it hmm. nice so obviously then, some songs require more practice oh i'm sure yeah, of course. <laughs> well you're a doctor of course you're gonna pick up like easily with the grace of ease but so then you go from guitar in that case yeah because the drums had to kind of be quieted down per se yeah where you were yeah so then how you go from there to piano um it was it was I also don't call myself a piano. I think I think it's also well, you can't it's, be a pianist. it's ordered You're by pianist. skill pianist. It's it's ordered by skill level as well. Drummer, guitarist, pianist. Um, pianist is the least because I don't have a piano. Okay. So it's just like at the church, I would just like want to try. And then over time, and you just did the same thing. You just started. Like, yeah, it's just like literally. Like, if I go on the piano, I'll play like this same composition that uh, my band member. Peter um, wrote um, through the program, but I like learned how to actually play it on the piano. Mm. So every time I get on a piano, like I'll be like, "Oh, that's a piano." I'll get on it. I'll play that. <laughs> I'll play that thing. But from there, you, I think the other the other uh, tip is curiosity. Yeah. So you're, yeah. you're like you're playing, and you're like, "Well, I wonder what happens if I move my finger here, like I do this chord, mm. or like this and that." So it's kind of like you're a baby, and like you're trying to like you're experiencing and observing and like you're examining things and you're like oh okay then that does this and like this so i think it all starts like that hmm. so you kind of have to have that curiosity i mean listen that's already three things not so easy to learn you taught yourself you know each and every one of them too what else besides that have you taught yourself music wise at all what what else have you been hiding from us if anything <laughs> music wise um I mean, now I'm a singer-songwriter, so that's definitely something I never thought I was gonna ever going to. Now be. you're practically Prince, <laughs> so you you do it all. Who needs a band? It's all me. <laughs> that, that's that's always the greatest thing I, I remember from like Purple Rain. I think he would have done the album himself if he didn't need like someone at the same time playing like a bass yeah. or whatever. It would have just all been him. Yeah, I, I I used to think a lot about like doing everything myself, but I've learned that. Uh, well, my preference still, I believe, I'm a believer of the fact that when you have multiple minds bringing their own creativity together, yeah. it's something greater than just you. Right, right, right. So I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I'm I, a believer of that. I learned that from the last episode I did with Flow God because it helps to build off others and yeah. play off each other too because you'll come together at some common meeting ground, something you would have never thought of, they yeah. never tried untapping themselves. You know, like you said, Eddie hyped you up by just, you know, complimenting, acknowledging yeah. what you were doing with the drums. So I'm sure you tapped more into your drum potential 
your persona now and like you said drums is number one for you that's what you take to better than anything else yeah so now on top of everything you're a singer and a songwriter yeah you would tell me briefly beforehand like how you got into that how that you know uncovered itself yeah so um i was just in a really bad place and i and it was very like a toxic uh time frame in my in my, in my journey mm-hmm. and uh i think just naturally i gravitated towards uh i bought myself uh, an acoustic guitar i saved the money and i bought myself an acoustic guitar and that guitar has done more than just be a guitar like it it, it gave me access to to self-therapy you mm. can say like it was sort of like Release. whenever something was going on and i'm like i'm trying to like figure it out or like i'm just like contemplating i'll like you know i'll pick it up and i'll just like i'll just play with it and then i'll start you know here and there like in my room i'll like try to sing a little bit but it's it's not it's not about the singing but it's about the the letting out of whatever i'm thinking and feeling mm. the emotions and I mean, I think over time, like it sort of led to where I am now, unknowingly. Like, it's weird, but that's why when I told you I showed yeah. my my sister the song that I wrote for someone I lost to cancer, mm-hmm. which came out of nowhere. But she was like, "Where did this voice come from?" And I was like, "I think it. If I had to think about it, I think it was through like through all the pain mm. and just me trying to like, you know, find therapy by picking up the guitar and." So it's kind of like your release, if anything. Yeah. Turn into that. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, honestly, I'm looking at you right now, and I'm going to tell you it's not fair that you do all these things all in one man, one individual. <laughs> you know, you can do this, you can do that, whatever, too. All these magical things with your fingers and direct yourself to and singing. And, ah, magical uh, things with my fingers. Yeah. yeah. That's all him right there. You can work that. But it's amazing. <laughs> Because I, I got to see you do your thing with Brendan as a part of his band. <laughs> yeah. You know, you done your thing briefly on YouTube. You shared, you know, you, you put things up there too. You had, um, um, what do you call it, a Tiny Desk audition too, I think oh, you put shit. up. Yeah. Which yeah. I love because that's the first time I got exposed to your vocals. For real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's the first thing you ever put that's out the, though, right? That's the first thing I ever put out. Yeah, well, I And mean, I wasn't going to put it out, but like. But they, I'm sure, you know, Melly, Rob, yep, Eddie, Frankie, all them, shout out to all yeah. them. They weren't going to let you, like, live that down yeah. without putting it out. So how did that one come about? Because I know that probably wasn't going to be your first thing you would have put out on your own, right? So, so, yeah, there's a whole journey behind that. Um, with the song, everything catapulted with the song I wrote for uh, um, my professor who died from uh, cancer. And she was a big mentor to me and, like, helped me out a lot and, like, basically like fostered and like I give her the credit a lot of the credit for me succeeding in school mm. and Queens College nice, nice. Um, just for giving me the environment and the encouragement like that does a lot to somebody who doesn't who is a first first generation scholar and like what um what field um she was psych she was a psych researcher oh wow um, okay. and I was in the neuroscience but she was like the head department of the psychology program nice. and so she was yeah yeah you got a val- i'm sure you know now as you're sharing with us you got to value a good professor once you find them yeah if not the real. first one the good one you get at that whole time yeah i, I lost one too actually um we got very close I-, I just lost him like over a year ago not the covid oh, but 
Yeah, Sorry. cancer as well. Yeah, love him to death like an uncle practically. But um, if it was like in my case, I'm a dummy, so it doesn't matter. But if it wasn't for him having him first class, first minute, my first semester in college, I would have dropped out like that same week. See, like you don't, you never realize like the little impacts or like the little things. Yeah. It may seem small, but it's like big impact. They pick up on that one thing you're good at and it's they grow it up, and that, so that's enough for you to like keep motivated. Dude, like that shit's crazy. I wasn't like always this great of a student or whatever. Nah. But yeah, give it up to the teachers that saw something in us. Yeah, in but going back, um, yeah. going back to the tiny desk though. How'd that oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, yeah. After the uh, I sh I showed the song to like Brendan and Ashley, and they were like, "Bro, what the fuck?" <laughs> and um, you know, they had a memorial service for the professor, and they were like, "Yo, you should you should do it, perform it." And I was like, ah. "Anyway, et cetera, et cetera." I performed it, whatever. I showed Mel and Rob, um, and they were like, "What the fuck?" Hmm. Also. <laughs> And they really like uh, Rob offered and was very willing to like um, have me come over and like sort of like uh, um, like capture it basically because okay. Frank captured the at first ever OG live capture of me playing that song mm -hmm. and he sent me or, or Eddie sent me to Rob and then Rob was heard it and he was like yeah bro like whatever like he heard my story whatever he was willing to like help me out and like he offered to like record it whatever mm -hmm. like just like as a demo okay um but then it turned into more serious shit after that mm -hmm. just like you know they saw they saw something in me that i didn't see in myself yeah so they saw they saw a potential beyond that one song they saw that that as just the first step to something that i'm not i don't even know what i'm capable of and so they really like encouraged me to like keep doing it and they kept they kept me invited in that in their creative space mm -hmm. and rob is like his producer tags to tilde wave t-i-l-d-e-w-a-v-e yeah <laughs> i thought it was titty wave at first I, I i have dyslexia like that with certain usernames for real yeah oh, I, I don't have dyslexia but so, oh yeah okay. no, no, like... no. no and just shout out to the dyslexic community you know how they you know persevere and like Adam Sandler's a whole director and executive producer he's got dyslexia he's dyslexic? What? yeah yeah he's self-admitted and all that's that that's crazy but I'm saying like some usernames now like how people like young kids like you drop the Switch vowels yeah you know put numbers instead of letters and shit too like I get dyslexic <laughs> right away with certain names too so I thought at first he was titty wave and I thought well that's hilarious actually well I mean that's you know it's the titty wave <laughs> yeah we'll ride the wave you know that's your shit actually titty waves titty waves I, that'd be nice so I, I like to make the titties clap if anything too but you know it's all right <laughs> if you're out there willing i mean you know consensually if you're out there make clap. <laughs> yeah so uh <laughs> yeah so they just Shout like rob of course <laughs> they just encouraged me and they uh we started like he was just always he was so excited like he was like trying to be be better at like um getting better at programming and like recording using software and shit like he's also a, a songwriter and like yeah. loves playing guitar and like metal and like well, multi-instrumentalist uh, multi as yeah, well shout outs to uh Kalor and yeah what's the other one Analemma. i was on Analemma. Analemma. uh yeah so we would like he would just show me ideas and i would just be like wait let me listen to that put that back and then i would like come up with melodies and like next thing you know we have like a song in a genre I never thought I could do. Like, there's a Spanish song 
there's a rock song i was like yo what the fuck like i could do this like yeah it's so crazy oh because this is one thing and i thought it was like a you know acoustic guitar song and then i'm like doing all this other shit i'm just like what the fuck i don't know they just really opened my eyes to like a potential that i didn't Uh, i'm bad with names though but uh, what is that titled so if you want to look that up what the the submission you made for tiny desk oh uh it's called retro synth maybe i should name it something else but it's called retro synth you can find it on youtube mike martinez retro synth npr tiny desk yeah definitely check it out i mean listen he he sounds smooth enough as (laughs) is as you can hear him right now but believe me when he fucking starts putting you know keys and notes to it behind the vocals it's like an angel just touched down and everything too i appreciate it you know actually it was a big it was a big um, motivator when I put that out mm. and I had all these people like because on my Instagram I only put like the beginning yo what's good my name is Mike Martinez and that's it I didn't put something of me singing where they hear it or whatever so that means people like went to YouTube and like actually went and looked for it and, like they mm. listened to it not only that they like commented they reached out like I know there are people that really? know me because I'm not like famous but like it meant a lot to see people that I've known since years ago and they're like what the fuck and like actually take the time to check it out take the time to like let me like they got so impacted and motivated to just like reach out to me and be like yo what the fuck like this is crazy this is great and then I got subscriptions on Hmm. YouTube like I'm a big YouTube person like I love I just I love going on YouTube and I'll just like look at a bunch of videos I look at live video performances of bands music videos uh, politics and shit that's going on in the world. I, I just love YouTube yeah so you already know number one rule you go to a video you go straight down to the comments and you just look at all the funny <laughs> shit that's there um, so I just never thought I'm like yo I'm getting notifications on YouTube saying you got a subscriber like i was just like what the fuck i have subscribers i have one video like that i just put up and i have like subscribers like subscribers subscribers like what is happening it's like a very surreal moment but like i sat with it i'm just like i may be the only one sleeping on myself like welcome to a day in my life after hitchhiking to work i simply tried to go in and be on time and was sent away by a security guard that I've known for years. Oh, where did you go? I may be the only one that's like not believing in myself. Oh yeah, because I think the, the thing with a lot of creatives ends up being you're the one that subdues yourself. Yeah, on my own 99% of the time. You know, actually, there's a song, the, oh, Retro Sand. Yeah, it's already out, mm. the acoustic version. Mm. There's like a official version that has like very cool, like Stranger Things synths mm. that Rob, Rob wrote the instrumentals. Okay. Um, and I did the vocals over it, but I made it into an acoustic song because I was trying to finish the lyrics. <laughs> I was trying to finish uh. the lyrics to the instrumental that he made, but I felt I, it, that song took me a long time. Um, I, and it was like fucking me up. So one day I was just like, let me see if I strip it down and bring it down to like the core level of like what this song is about. And I try to figure it out on the guitar. And that's what you heard, what you hear in the in mm. YouTube, in the YouTube video. Nice. Very stripped down and you like hear what, what I'm talking about. Like and that bones. song is about being my, my own worst enemy. Mm. And there's a there's a podcast that you did with Frank. Okay. I still remember I have it on my phone and yeah. here and there I would listen back to it. 
and you bring up everybody in the band yeah and he describes everybody and he's like yeah franny has like a producer tag now brendan's came from this to this and then he's like and mike let me tell you something about mike dude that dude is a genius <laughs> and bro mike if you're listening to this you're your own worst enemy you and I, I remember like, that episode now. yeah 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 i yeah. was just like bro what that is the realest shit i ever heard what about mike mike is just <laughs> A musical genius. Really? Who's, he's literally, Mike, I hope you hear this, but you're your worst enemy, bro. If you stop being your enemy, and you actually, he actually sent me something today. I got to listen to it. I'll listen to it when I get home. Mm-hmm. He, he sent me some stuff. Um, But man, that guy's fucking talented. Like, yeah. How? One, he can sing. He can play guitar amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, he's really good at guitar. And then he plays drums and piano and like, can I, did I say he could sing? Mike, you can sing. Can you just release? I recorded like a little demo at my house of some of his singing and it's like, bro, it put me to, like, it almost made me cry. I was crying. <laughs> Fuck it. I was crying. I was fucking crying. He's really good. And I hope he really just stops being so self-conscious and like, and just like just blossom and just be that artist that you're born to be. I know he's a he's also a doctor, by the way. He's gonna be my doctor once he gets his license. In he, training or he's in a uh, doctor in training, yes. Oh shit. I always call him do- you know, I always tell people he's a doctor, but he's actually a doctor in training. He's trying to be a physician assistant. And I was just like, Oh man, shout out to Frank, bro. Like shout out to Frank. That's just stood with me like forever and like I still have thoughts like I want to put that shit in. If I ever do a music video for that song, like I want to, I want to like input that audio. Oh yeah, yeah, like a little drop or whatever. Yeah, I want to put that in the beginning, being yeah. like, yeah, you, you're your worst, own worst enemy. Like we just, you just gotta blossom into the artist you're meant to be. <laughs> I like fucking remember this shit. And yeah, man, like I feel very wholesome right now. Just, just remembering that, like. No, and he was right. And because then Eddie shouted that out too. Like, I actually found out about the podcast because Eddie promoted it on his story, and he was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, guys, like, uh, follow my my boy Mike. Like, he's super talented. Like, yeah, just encourage him to drop his shit because <laughs> I have all these all these uh, demos, and like, I don't, I haven't dropped anything. I was gonna get to that question too. Like, are you sitting on like a stack? A room full of demos, or I mean, I mean, it's not a lot, but I it, it's a, it's a good amount. It's like an EP amount of stuff. Um, so it's not a lot then, really. Yeah, it's not a lot, but um, it's there. It's there. Yeah. Now has that been sitting there waiting to be released, or is it like ah, not just yet? I'm it, not ready. So th- the issue is just like uh, officially recording it, mixing, mastering. There were like some issues there. Um, I don't really know exactly what's like the hold up mm-hmm. but um i don't know i guess i have faith that it's gonna work out in the end <laughs> or i might just fucking release everything as demos the way they are that i recorded with rob so then i guess you got more stuff with rob if anything too yeah or is it just- so i came to rob with three songs okay that i re- that i wrote on mm-hmm. my own acoustic guitar whatever um, one of them being the professor song mm-hmm. called the melody mm-hmm. um, and then after that it was like those ideas that he was showing me here and there and then me realizing the potential it has and like putting words and like melodies to it right so there's that set of songs too um, I'm excited for those man like those are really good 
and like me and Robbie like make a f- great fucking team like songwriting wise just like really great and so I just hope that that continues It is time to big you up because you know you've been overdue for this episode right here. Yourself, you're the main focus of star and everything too. Now listen, we ran through the gamut of drums, guitar, piano, singing, writing, you know, making people cry just to hear you <laughs> sing. For, but for good reasons though. Just yeah. how sweet it is too. Now on top of that too, you didn't just go to school for the music stuff. You just happened to delve into a little bit too, because Frankie and any of them were involved. You went to school to become a whole a, other thing. A whole nother thing? No, 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 I didn't go to school for music. It's no, you went for, for school for? Neuroscience. Neuroscience. Now, what does that lead into once you graduate all of that together? PA. A PA. In but I know you're about what? to say, in the future, doctor. Eventually. <laughs> he wants me to be a doctor. Humble for now. Doc- well, no, that was actually Frankie. He said he wants you to be his PCP, which makes yeah, sense. Which, yeah. Since you're a doctor already. Be, I don't know if I can, actually. I don't know. Yeah, like most of the time when you go into a hospital setting, like you kind of see like... Like our clinics, you, you, people see PAs, they don't even know it. They just think they're doctors. So do you think because you've got these sweet-ass skills with your fingers as far as all the instruments you know and all that, are you going to be like a master at the scalpel? Are you going to be doing I don't know. brain surgery? Like with- <laughs> I don't think I'm that good with my hands. Like When I think about like somebody being good with their hands, I think about like a carpenter, uh, an artist, like a sculptist or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right <laughs> word. But I read somewhere that you don't have to be that you it's it's more about practice and which is from my record shows that i can do that <laughs> i can like get good at something by just like putting hours into it well um, that's like a like a philosophical question how many times or how many brains does a brain surgeon have to practice on before he gets good per se yeah i don't know I answered that in a few years. <laughs> I answered that in a few years. Well, yeah, I'm definitely interested in the ER department. Okay. Um, just because, like, one of, one of the reasons why I got into, like, I wanted to know medicine is because a big core of who I am is, like, I just want to help people. Mm-hmm. And I think that in emergency situations, like, that's oh, yeah. a lot we you see, especially, like, in the hood and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. people get stabbed up or shot up. Like, I want to know what to do in situations like that. Let's say, like, there's a big accident or a big car crash. Like, I want to, if I'm in the scene by chance, like, I want to know, like, how to help, anything like that. I just, and so I feel like maybe, like, in the ER department, that's where you get those t- sort of, like, situations happening. So, if, like, if I put myself in there, yeah. that's the practice to get, have those skills on lock. So, if I'm outside, whatever, I'm, like, ready. It's like, you know, think about somebody who's not in the ER department. They don't, ex- they're, like, in some other clinic doing, like, you know, regular stuff. Yeah. Um, over time, like they're gonna forget. I th- I think they're gonna like forget. They're gonna be rusty on like what the fuck to do in a certain situation. Mm. So I just like to know. I like to know things. Yeah. I like to know how to help. Like I remember my girlfriend had like a a big cut on her uh, her uh, finger. Yeah. And I was mad at myself for not knowing like <laughs> what to do and like if it needed stitches. Yeah. But. In the end, I convinced her to go because I was like, I think I need stitches, and I was right. So I was like, she got stitches. She's all good now. But so, yeah. I mean, listen, I can see you now with your scrubs on. You know, I'm clean, stacked. 
Bring me a body, I'm ready to work. Whatever. Bring me a body. <laughs> yeah. You know, alive somewhat so I can, you know, keep it alive. Yeah. You can't work on dead patient. bodies. Patient. Yeah, patient. We'll, we'll humanize them. <laughs> body, bring me a body. <laughs> Next body. <laughs> I mean, but the good thing is, though, as, as good a person as you are, as humble you are, thank God it's you being a doctor and not like Frankie and Eddie being doctors because they would be like Beavis and Butthead in the operating room. <laughs> Like, I can picture, you know, Frankie working on the brain, like, I pulling on Frankie stems. I picture Frankie fucking being a joke, joker. Yeah. Like, like, if I pull this... Yo, if I pull... Yo, if I pull this, this stem, bro, it moves his balls. Oh, just watch. Crazy. Yeah, it would just... It moves... <laughs> yeah, it's Frankie. Sorry, Frankie, but it's true. Yeah. Not Frankie. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And shout-outs to him, actually, too, Frankie Payne. I think I might have mentioned it last episode or in a past one, too, but congrats on his baby. Yes, with, uh, congrats. Julissa. He's a whole dad. A whole dad, My baby pain. I need to have him back on too, so I can name that episode "Baby Pain." Baby Pain. Oh my God! The world debut with the baby. <laughs> baby Pain. Yeah. He's gonna bring him on set. It's my baby. It's my baby. Baby Pain. He got the pain. <laughs> baby Pain. Well, Julissa had the pain, but I got the pain. <laughs> name the baby. <laughs> that was hard. Uh, you know, considering. Shout her, out to Julissa. You know, yeah, shout out to her too for actually, you know, birthing and everything too. That's lovely. The miracle She's of life. So nice. Yeah, no, she's awesome, absolutely. Uh, man, so on top of being a doctor now in the near future, you know, you're trying to be humble and very, like, you know, discreet about it. I get it, I get it, but still not too. <laughs> Listen, you got this whole Dreams project coming out, or yes. it's, like you said, I think, it's not a full-on song, it's, like, more of a message. Yeah, like, um, when I say song, people think, like, oh, intro verse, chorus, verse two, mm. chorus, you know, like, a very structured song, that typical song that you hear. It's not... It's not really like that it's more of like a very like a spiritual message mm -hmm. it's basically about i wrote it as coming from like a real frustration from having like this this having to this struggle with this uh being an artist wanting to do music but then having this conflict of like okay but like you know gotta be realistic you have to have a career and you have to like music is not gonna be this and you know i come from an immigrant background and so it's like ah so like I understand it, yeah. there's definitely truth in that. Yeah. You had to like, you know, um, especially because I just want just all my, I don't want all my mom's sacrifices to go in vain. Like, yeah, yeah, I course. feel like I would be, I'd be fucked up to do that. But yeah, so I, it came from a frustration. Like I didn't choose to be a creative and it's just like, ah, but I'm creative. So I feel like I have to, I was just struggling like I didn't know what to do I was like I need to do this that's gonna take time but I, I want to I can't not do this it's mm -hmm. who I am so <laughs> so that's part partly why like I chose like the PA route um, I just felt like it balance is the key of life so and was it more like you know you could probably do more in the medical field what you're going for yeah, but i know i can go into med school the time constraints pulling you away it's from being creative is kind of what stops you yeah I'm, I'm i'm scared i'm scared that i'm going to lose that part of myself like i'm just gonna fully dive into the books and like the creative side of me is just gonna be forgotten and like not watered like mm. if you think of it like a plant i'm not watering it and eventually i'm gonna die Right, you let it wither away and die. Yeah, it's gonna wither away, and like eventually that's gonna catch up to me. So I'm gonna right, be, I'm gonna right, be working right, as a doctor. Right. Like yeah, I'm a doctor, but it's gonna be a huge part of me that's gonna feel like it's dead. 
and eventually I'm gonna be miserable and then I'm gonna be a miserable doctor and that's not gonna be able to take care of these patients. You know, it's just gonna like, I just feel like I think too much. Obviously. Oh, no, you're right. A frustrated <laughs> doctor would be the worst thing to get. Yo, so bad I think mood, of it like that. no sleep, or just, you know, oh, I couldn't write this song, I'm gonna finish this shit. You know, I gotta Stressed. operate this asshole right here. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not looking forward to that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think of it like that. I think, I think probably too much but maybe it was a good thing i thought of it like that do you think the same could happen if you went the other way like if you fully invested let's say now I, i'm fully creative fuck the doctor shit yeah or I'm, i'll get to it when i want to i'll take a break from school whatever it's a good question it's a very good question because yeah. uh before she passed away my professor we was in the lab and i it was me her and one other lab student mm -hmm. and i brought i brought up the question if you was to win the lottery right now yeah. would you still be here doing what you're doing the lab person was like, the lab student was like, nope, I'll be in Paris somewhere painting because she liked to paint. Yeah. I was like, and she said, my professor said, that's a good question. I, I feel like I, because she was an Asian, with an Asian background, she felt like she had to be this and that. Everything was like laid out and her dad was like a physicist, this and that. So it was very like laid out for her. And she went to MIT. Super, oh, she's a genius. Yeah. And, um, she felt like she always, she never had the opportunity to like sort of like experience, explore other things that she could be good at, creative wise or whatever. But she fe she felt lucky that where she landed, she loved what she's doing. Mm -hmm. And then throughout that journey, she met her husband and had three kids. Uh, and I was like, very wholesome. And then she turned the question over to me and I was like, oh, I didn't think about answering this. And I was sitting there for a minute. And I was like, you know, with money, you can do a lot in music. Yeah. It like, you could do a, a ton. Like right now I'm thinking like, I don't know how the next music videos are gonna happen. I don't know how I'm gonna record any of the stuff that I have, which is why I'm like, I might just release them as demos. I don't know. Um, so, you know, it just takes out all, all those issues. Right, right, But then right. I was like, and then you got marketing advertising, all that shit. Oh yeah. Then you have, and then I was like, but I, I feel like at the end of the road somewhere, if I end up, you know, let's say music pans out and I'm just doing that, whatever. At the end of the road, I'm gonna say, but I never learned how, I never learned how to save somebody's life. <laughs> right. And and so I think that that would like, it would still be a regret. Like, I, I it would like haunt me. Oh dear. So That's I think true. that it sort of like solidified me being like, you know what, this is something I want to do. <laughs> so it's just the balance. You know, as a PA, I can still do all of this, all those things. Okay, so in a sense, you're settling, but still, you're still doing what you yeah. intended to either way. Yeah. So I, it, it, it's basically like you have to let go of the pride. Yeah. Of the MD. Um, you know, people see my transcript, they're like, "Yo, what the fuck? Why aren't you doing MD? Like, you get scholarships and all that." It's like, cause they don't know the struggle. Or maybe I'm wrong, but right now I feel like it's the right decision. Okay. Um, it feels safe. It feels smart. Yeah. Um, and, you know, one time I asked an anesthesiologist and he was like, yeah, like, I, <laughs> there's a doctor I work with that, yeah, he still does, he does music, yeah? he still does music, like, he plays, um, like, sometimes, like, on Thursday nights on the, in the bar. I'm mm. like, <laughs> you see, that's not the same thing I'm trying to do. No, like, I'm no. not, I'm not, no, at the bar every Thursday nights, like, no like uh, more like i already did that shit like <laughs> i'm doing i'm trying to do something way more than that so i think the 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 formula or like the the 
good environment into which to do that mm-hmm. is is a balance key key balance being like pa which um there's less likely of a chance that you're gonna be you're gonna be taking that home like you know doctor like 24 7 right you know so like pa would be more manageable um work-life balance that and makes sense. i could work like three days and have the rest of the week off right you'd have like an actual schedule you exactly go like, by yeah okay and so okay. i would ha- it would give me the flexibility to to water the other side of me water the other parts of me yeah in between you right. and so like if you really think about it like that all that that's going to equal yeah potentially hopefully is happiness mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. you know just like and then it's going to translate and it's going to project in everything that I do and how I interact with people and my patients. Like, basically going back, comparing that to, like, the frustrated doctor. And yeah. You know, it's like I feel like I look at it as, like, that's so much, that's a much better scenario, I think. Yeah. I hope it turns out that way, but, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, God forbid you, like, if you're caught off, like, you're caught in the wrong mood or whatever, you need to save somebody, they just coming in for, like, a some stitching whatever and you're like sewing your asshole back together god forbid or something like that instead <laughs> this guy an asshole bro <laughs> i'm just saying i mean you know what i think i'm stuck on it there's so I, much other shit and he stays like i think I'm, I'm stuck with the fact that i had to go to the proctologist the other week too of all things i got a hemorrhoid oh that's shit. what i'm that's uh, actually pretty common though in 36 years i made it without no hemorrhoids not till then I get a hemorrhoid I gotta go to the doctor just for him to finger me and say hey guess what hemorrhoid yeah. I knew it but like I knew it too doc so I came to you too. I knew it <laughs> yeah fuck and, that sucks yeah but it, but guess what he told me I don't know if you can validate this since you're a medical expert I guess doctor please he told me that basically and I guess it makes sense too because I'm guilty of it I sit too long on the toilet I'm one of those I'll sit there till my legs go to pins and needles yo but that's me Oh shit! And he was like, <laughs> "I gotta watch out." Because he ran through everything possible, you know, uh, whatever your lifestyle choices, no, uh, whatever else you do, no. And he's like, "Do you sit on the toilet too long?" I was like, "Yes." Was like, how long? Was like, oh, I can't feel my legs. I'd be, be on my phone on YouTube. <laughs> there goes oh, YouTube, YouTube again. It <laughs> <laughs> goes YouTube again. Yeah. So he said that. Didn't yeah, he? he said, "Yeah, sitting too long on the toilet gives you hemorrhoids too. So watch out." So how do you like not sit for too long? Well, I mean, I would surpass the fact when like my legs were like beyond numb, like I can't feel nothing. Yeah, like I get up and I'm like, ah, I can't move, <laughs> I can't, can't walk. And so I'm already heavier, so then on top of that, I got more weight to like add on to like numbness as well. So like, Damn. yeah, I'm dead legs when I get up too. So I gotta wait like a minute, then like kind of gather my strength. So yeah, he said no more doing that. And ever since I, I've ignored his rules, but still, you know. <laughs> I'm still like, I just put the ointment on and I'm like, I, I think I'm ready to go. But, okay. you know, cool. It's getting better. I'm glad it's getting better. <laughs> Thank God. Pray for me, please. The week that I get detected with, of all things, me, a rather clean guy back there, a hemorrhoid. First time ever. This is the kind of first time ever you're never proud of, but first time ever in my life, a hemorrhoid. He tells me, now you need a follow-up visit. Now you need to eat the fiber diet and stop sitting on the toilet so long, idiot. You don't need to sit there till your legs are like pins and needles. That causes hemorrhoids. But it's like, but doctor, I'm 36. I never had a hemorrhoid in my life ever. Now I fucking get it out of all, out of all fucking weeks. He's like, well, have you had to do any strenuous activities and or labors besides sitting on the toilet for too long, stupid? And I was like, yes, doctor. 
This week is the week I have to review Suicide Squad from 2016 from my fucking recap review podcast. Who has been watching? Could that be it? And it's like, there you go. You fucking idiot. That's what did it to you. Besides sitting on the toilet too long, of course. That is legit medical advice. He told me, like, don't sit too long on the toilet. You're going to cause these things to you. I don't, I don't even know what to add anymore to this list because, like, I ran out of, you know, paper to write down this stuff on. So what else do you have in mind, if anything, now? You got Dreams coming out soon enough, the video, and I'm guessing the single promotion release and such. Yeah. Do you have an EP in the works, I think you mentioned, soon enough? I mean, yeah, if it, if it, if it comes out to be that, I think I might just, like, release them. I might just get the demo sent out to get mixed and mastered and just, like, just do it like that. Not to half-ass it, but I'm super perfectionist, so... That's also why I haven't just like released it. I want it to be like, just right. Yeah, I want it to be just right. But does that actually exist? Just right, perfect. I think the goal is for it to sit right with you. Mm -hmm. You're comfortable enough to put it out. Yeah, and I know that that's very hard to do. Um, but I think I think I, I trust that there's there's moments where I, I'm like, it's good. Okay, it sits right with me. Now listen, you're fairly young still, you got a whole life ahead of you, you're barely past 25, so you got to like at least 50. You're Spanish and you're young, so you, I think you got plenty of time left ahead of you. I'm old, I'm disheveled, I got my crow's feet showing, you know, I look like a tire ran over my forehead already. No. It's so bad, I'm, I'm a mess. But if I can ask you, as young as you are, what goals do you have, let's say within the next six months, whatever, doctor-wise, music-wise, whatever, and well, then eventually, what are your big-term, long-term goals? I'm, a, I'm applying to PA school. I'm in the process of applying, doing my applications, actually, right now. Um, they're, like, 98% done. I have to, like, submit it. And then maybe I hear back from Cornell getting accepted. Ooh, and then, and within, the, within the six months, yeah, I'm hoping to submit and get um, the interviews and the offers and, like, get accepted into a program. That's nice. the academic side. The other side... For the dreams, everything we filmed today, I mean, I have faith in everybody. The dancers are fucking amazing. The extras pulled up, like, I'm just so grateful. Shout out to you guys. I, I have to, like, shout out to the dancers. Shout out to the extras. Shout out to Alex, like, and his assistant, like, Marquise pulling through last minute for BTS footage. I, I don't know, like, I, I'm a believer in nobody can make it success-wise on their own. Like, you need sort of like support like yes i did all the studying all the whatever but without people encouraging me without people like i don't know i just believe that you can't really succeed on your own hmm. it's hard to do you need the network you need to have a circle of people yeah. you trust and all that too yeah, yeah definitely you just need i mean i'm not a big networking person which is a flaw as an artist <laughs> you need to like put yourself out there like brendan is really fucking good at that yeah really fucking good. oh yeah he's not shy like he was like, like i'm like reserved i'm like the very typical artist just just like when it comes to music yeah. i'll glow up when it comes to like yeah the switch i see the, the like the business aspects i'm just like ah. yeah i don't like I, you know it's a flaw but i have to get better at that um yeah I don't know what I was talking about. <laughs> no, you're good. But um, eventually, when you become that PA, soon enough, of course, would you ever completely give that up if the music really takes off like that? Or I'm actually concerned this question will come up in my interview for the school. 
<laughs> oh, so you could practice it. Um, I mean, I don't know if I should like finesse the interview so that I don't even talk about music the way that I'm like actually trying to pursue it. Mm. Just so they could not ask me that question. Maybe they frown upon that too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Away from it. Yeah, yeah, they'd be like, mm, mm. this other candidate Some wants to do 100% this. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know whether to be completely honest with them or not. Because if I'm being completely honest with myself, like, both those things are part of me. Well, I think it's important that whole college procedure too, or like advanced schooling, whatever, don't they typically ask you, oh, what else do you do besides, you know? Yeah, but then there's like, they don't really want you to, I don't know. Indulge. We'll yeah. yeah, you know, like, I don't know. But the truth is that I, um, I know that I want my degree first. I want to have the skills before anything happens. So, but like I said, as a PA, I think that because this is the beginning of the journey, it gives me time to to balance to balance both. Before, if it happens, there's like the music like fucking blows up, mm-hmm. and then I decide to do that route. Yeah, you know, yeah. one thing that people have told me, I think my oldest big half brother told me was like, when you have your degree, like nobody can take that away from you. You know your shit. That's like true. you went through it. You have the skills. Like maybe you become rusty. You look over them. Like, you know what I mean. Like, but nobody can take that away from you. If I'm a PA, X amount of years, and music blows up, and I decide to do music, I'm still a PA. Yeah. As long as I do the recertifications, but even that, like I'm still the PA. Like I still have the skills. I still have the experience, and I I find comfort in that. So that is why I I feel like I know that I don't want to. Like if it happens in mid school, yeah, I wanna I wanna finish school, cause like that's the best scenario, finish school and then now nobody can tell me what to do. Just like, you know, let's say um, I I want I want I don't want music to be. I don't want music to be the only income. Okay. You know, cause I, I think it takes the, it takes the create the create the creativeness out of it and the uh, that makes sense the core of what it's meant to be. At some point, it becomes compromised, right? Yeah. Because then you're just relying on that as income. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't I want it, it to. In, I, I don't it. want money to infiltrate my creativeness. You're gonna have a hard task in front of you then if yep. you're gonna try to do both. Yeah. Tough I mean, times. Because if I'm a yeah, you're right. But it makes tough people. I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot to think about, but I think right now it's still a PA seems like there's like a greater chance for balance yeah there's a greater chance to figure it out as you go okay that makes sense I mean if if you can take this with you of all people Sofia Vergata you know who that is of course how can you miss those titties they're they're in your face like that she's beautiful I don't know who the fuck that is you don't know who Sofia Vergata who's that modern family the big titties Spanish I think I saw something where she's like the most paid female I think she's the most one of them yeah. yeah but uh, as amazing looking as she is, you know, uh, looks alone. She was going to be, of all things, back in Colombia, a dentist or something oh, like shit. that. Like, she was like, I think she said like a semester away from fully graduating, whatever. She's wild. Yeah, but then Pepsi came along and saw her strolling on the beach with like, you know, back in 1990, whatever, like, just barely turned 18, whatever, tits and ass and looking amazing as Colombians do. They said, nope, we got to snatch you up and bring you to America and do this thing with you too. And she became a model off of that strength only. What the fuck? She was on the brink, the very tipping point of becoming a dentist, full blown. Damn, I would have been like, nah, hold up. 
So I mean, that could happen. Pepsi would have been like, "All right, fuck you, then." <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 I'm very paranoid about that because my dad used to be a singer. Oh, okay, did he? Yeah, never thought that I was gonna. <laughs> yeah, but my mom raised me, but mm-hmm. he, uh, he was very promising, like in Puerto Rico. It was re- it was really about to be a bot- started from the bottom. Now we hear a story. Mm. Um, he was like selling like peanuts or whatever, and this Pepsi was having Pepsi. <laughs> Here we go again, Pepsi around the world. Uh, um, they had a competition, uh, Pepsi competition in Puerto Rico, mm. and he was like 18 or 17, 16, some shit like that. Yeah. And at the studio where he worked at, where he was selling like peanuts or whatever, um, they had a competition, and they knew him. Um, and you know, I guess he would like talk to them and he'd be like, yeah, like I kind of sing, like. Oh, Whatever, and they like gave him an opportunity. They was like, "Yo, let's put him on," and they put him on their competition. Mm-hmm. And he's singing with people who have like coaches and like training, and like he's just by himself. And he fucking won. Mm. He fucking won the Pepsi competition. Okay. And had like a, you know, I guess I don't know what the deal was. Record, uh, recorded out studio album under this label or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But he told me he told he told me this story where in the midst of that they were like oh record this type of music mm-hmm. and he's more of like an old school like he likes like slow love songs like ballads ballads yeah ballads yeah mm-hmm. ballads um, and he he they kept like insisting like you know this is like the new shit like this is what's gonna be hip or whatever and he's like I really just want to do that. Mm-hmm. And they basically was like, right, fuck you then. And like they did the album the way he did it. And then that's it. They like dropped him and like. Oh, wow. It was like one and done. Yeah, it was like figure it out on your own. No promotion, no backup. Like not, not any of the stuff that they were supposed to do after the. Oh, because they want to play with Because, yeah. Ah, damn. And he, he, t- he, he, I remember him telling me this with like. Yo, bro, that must be like the big, a big ass feeling of regret. He was like, I didn't have anybody to tell me otherwise. I didn't have anybody to be like, listen, do this, and then later on you can do what you want. So I, I think a lot about moments where, wait, maybe that was the moment, and I just fucked up my entire future. Maybe I was supposed to do this. I mean, if that's what you want to do, if you feel like, hey, I could pay my way into the game, go ahead. But <laughs> I, I, I doubt it's gonna work. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Keep paying to be stupid, otherwise, if you want, if you're willing to do so. I ain't say all that, but yeah. Well, I'm saying it for you. <laughs> My flaw again is the networking. Well, that too. <laughs> you know, well, like I, mean, I gotta listen, be able to go. You got Brendan to learn from, of course. Yeah. Great example. You got Rob to learn from, as far as like creating the vibes and atmosphere. Yeah. What the, the sounds that's captured and all that too. You got Eddie, Frank. You got Mel. The whole support system. Yeah. And now on top of it, you got me too. I've been singing your praises for as long as I can. Singing is something I never do because I sound like a dying moose when I try to like, <laughs> harmonize or whatever. You have the voice of an angel. That's as simple as I can put it. It's angelic. It's like having part it's okay. open. It's okay. Having part open. This is why I say like I, I don't I don't identify yet as a singer. I like I don't know. I, what's that imposter syndrome? This doesn't feel. I still see myself as a drummer. Mm-hmm. This is all new to me, but I don't really think like I'm a singer singer the way like Beyonce and like all these nice soulful singers like I've come across very times, especially at church, Christian church. Like oh yeah yeah, like damn. Um, so I I find comfort in like identifying more as like just a just an artist because it's not it's okay. not like me 
singing a Beyonce song, like I could, I could, I could kill that, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, I can't do that. I'm more of like just like a natural, like just like I pick up my guitar and however I sing it comes yeah. out. It's just how I sound. Like, I don't know how to do like roles and shit <laughs> like that, you know. So I don't, I don't really see myself as like a singer. Mm-hmm. That's why I find more comfort in like singer songwriter. Yes, I know there's singer in that, <laughs> but it's like sing my songs. Gotcha, gotcha, you know? gotcha. Yeah. Like drums, I can play whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sing, I can't sing whatever. So that's why I feel like less of a singer, just more of an artist. Okay. I'm creating something out of whatever's inside. Real quick, yeah. the dreams is about, as you'll see in the video, what I try to. It's, it's. It could mean a lot of things, which is what I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I try to portray, sort of like in the uh, in the video, is is uh, basically like people being imprisoned with this nine to five cycle, and like um, especially you see it a lot in like low income neighborhoods. You ever seen like I don't know if you saw the movie? Uh, what's that movie? The the latest Disney cartoon movie with with the music. Oh. Uh... Not Luca. Um, Soul. Soul. Yeah. Yeah. Soul. I loved it. There's a scene in Soul. Yeah. That I thought about for this music video a long time ago, when they're in the in the subway, everybody's like fucking dead, yeah. like spiritually, and I'm like, that's what I see all the time, and that's what I see in my neighborhood all the time. Like, so I tried to like, this is where that also came from. Mm. It came from my creative, realistic struggle of like being an artist, but also having to be realistic as an immigrant, whatever. And like having a career or whatever uh and uh but also it can relate to just like having to like you know the nine to five cycle and people f- end up forgetting to chase their dreams and like pursue things that they want to do uh, next thing you know 50 like 20 30 years go by yeah and you never like took that step and it's just like it's it's a cycle yeah then you live with that regret it's a cycle it's just like mm-hmm. so it's just like it's about that it's about people like waking up you know bringing life back to those people that are in the subway like every day going to work just like i did want to also like tap into like the story relating to like the immigrant story mm-hmm. you know so you know we dreamers mm-hmm. so, so my sweater says we work we strive we thrive kids of immigrants so shout out to kids of immigrants it's a brand you can check that out but yeah so i just wanted to uh, sort of like top that side of things as well nice and yeah I guess. whatever it means to you i shouldn't have actually said what the fuck the video <laughs> i should have just let y'all trying know. to dictate dreams out here yeah but that's fuck, fine fuck everything i just said <laughs> <laughs> just like in- feel it interpret it experience it the way you fucking see it nice please don't watch this video <laughs> <laughs> yo it's over all right it's over it's over yeah. move the mic Move the bike. Thank you. All right.